Welcome back to this week's episode of the WiseWorks podcast. This is episode 82. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little a little of a bit of a special episode. We haven't we've had a couple guests on the Midnight Special before, but this mm-hmm. is our first actual guest on the WiseWorks yeah, podcast the YouTube channel. channel. Yeah. So um who do we have with us? Well, um who we have today is a individual called uh, named Natalie. Um, she is a filmmaker, an indie filmmaker. She does a lot of video production, um, and I'll have her introduce herself in a minute. But uh, I know her from her helping out on a few projects yeah. that uh, we've done. She was there for Dying of the Leaves. one or two days of production on Dying of the Leaves. She helped us. She was the primary cinematographer on the hike that we did, yep. um, and so I've worked with her a number of times. But um, anyways, uh, Natalie. How you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> good. Hello, internet and WiseWorks audience. My name is Natalie, and I'm an independent filmmaker in Nashville nowadays. Um, since last time we spoke, I guess, was when I still lived in Columbia, so that's kind of yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. People yeah. Who, are int- who are wondering. Um, but yeah, so I do, I take a lot of interest in screenwriting and directing um lately on a lot of productions that like over the past year and whatnot i've done a lot of assistant directing which is essentially for those of you who don't know is being a schedule nazi and (laughs) (laughs) and i've also done a lot of help on camera crew running slate and stuff like that um and right now i actually edit videos for cinema sins and tv sins on youtube so that's really fun Awesome. What What is that? Explain a little bit what, what Cinema Sins. Oh, yeah. So they're a really, um, they're one of the more popular movie sinning, that's what we're going to call it, movie sinning <laughs> channel. They basically point out each and every flaw of every single movie, whether it's good or bad. I see. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So if you're a movie you... buff, check it out. <laughs> do you guys do uh, like Hollywood films or the people involved do they do hollywood films or do they do like indie films uh, um blockbusters things you've never heard of lots of blockbusters lots of bad um superhero movies yeah stuff like that <laughs> um i mean i i don't know if i've had this conversation with you joshua and i differ a good bit on the whole superhero film genre <laughs> i mean he he kind of likes it in some fashions and i'm way critical of it this is kind of interesting question because (laughs) um being so into films and it seems like that you really enjoy just the the genre of entertainment when it comes to films Mm -hmm. what is your thought on anime just very briefly (laughs) yeah we just did an episode on this what do you think about anime i love anime (laughs) okay What is it? Everybody that's on this show loves anime. But uh, I should actually be more specific. I love good anime. Gotcha. And I know that that's Wait, okay. Kind of vague. Okay. This is what our friends we got we got educated on a whole episode about anime. Apparently, it's extremely saturated. There's a whole bunch of it, and it's hard to find the good anime. But everyone always says the good anime. Is there legit bad anime that people like, or is it just preference? I think, I think it's probably a matter of preference. Um, but typically if you hear the same names being thrown around amongst a group of people, that probably means it's a good one. Um, 
Okay, what do you think of Avatar? I know it's not a Japanese anime, but... I don't consider oh, Avatar to be anime, but I love it. <laughs> okay, so you don't consider it to be, but it's great. Yes. It is definitely inspired by anime, but I do not think that it itself is anime. <laughs> That's kind of what we've heard. Yeah, she definitely is yeah. into anime, just by the way she's talking about it. I mean, we won't talk about it much here, but yeah. Joshua has been watching Avatar, and he seems to really yeah. like it as oh, well. Oh, such a good show. It's one of the best out there. <laughs> Um, okay, so real, uh, well, elaborate on this as much as you'd like. Uh, when it comes to filmmaking, tell us specifically what aspect of filmmaking. I know you said you like screenwriting and you like directing. Um, what is it? Is there any other avenues or what, what might be some of your favorite aspects of filmmaking? This might be vague, but I'll try to answer it as best okay. as I can. Yeah. I just love the overall process of having an idea in your mind mm -hmm. and then just seeing it come to life on screen yeah but if you're going and you know that's probably a pretty typical filmmaker answer but i'm gonna go another step further and there's also just this intense collaborative spirit yeah. inside filmmaking that if you get the right group of people together and they all have kind of a you know, they have a, they believe in the project. They all have a similar kind of vision for they where they want to see the project. And, you know, having, I, I personally, I like the um, beginning and middle stages. We'll mm -hmm. just say before production and during production. Those are my favorite times. Yeah. After the thing is done, I'm like, I don't want to touch it anymore. Somebody else do the rest. But <laughs> because I put so much uh, time and effort into the the planning and then the actual production aspect of it but yeah. in in those two phases especially there's just that huge sense of collaboration that happens yeah. that i just love so much <laughs> so you said you you're you'd prefer to hand off editing is that what you said yes Gotcha. It's not necessarily that I don't like editing. It's that I know that there are much more creative editors who will make it mm -hmm. so much better than I can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I love the process. I like the. I mean, I, I happen to like editing a, a whole lot. I think it's one of the more exciting spots, but it's different for every filmmaker. Absolutely. Um, I I'm really into. I I, mean, I just like editing because I get to see the things get put together like a puzzle and it just works out really well you know and it's that I've, to me it's one of the more satisfying parts of filmmaking but i also understand what you're saying you get the collaborative aspect and you get to see you kind of see that already when you're really into script writing and then you're into being on set in production right and then you get to see the on-set production that script turn into shots and turn into audio and turn into acting and lighting and visuals and just beautiful mm. um, pieces of work. And so I understand what you're saying. You kind of see it from the script writing to production. I kind of see it from production to editing and I kind of do script writing because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I, I like coming up with stories, but I'm not a good script writer. Um, but yeah, is there i i know on the on a past couple films you've kind of helped me out being behind camera is that a place you like or what 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 area on production do you find yourself enjoying the most out of your experience since you've worked with me which has been quite a few years yes 
So I actually do really enjoy being as part of the, I'm going to just say camera team. Mm -hmm. um, I've been over the past year, especially I've been on a lot of um, indie sets around town where, um, where, you know, the DP never touched the camera and he was just giving orders for all of us to do because he was just like that good and <laughs> knew yeah. exactly what he wanted and was able to entrust us in order to do that. Um, which, and I, I learned a lot doing that. It was when I, I was, um, I had an internship at a camera rental house and they brought me on set with them a few times and had me help out. So that was really fun. And I learned awesome. a lot about cameras and stuff, but I don't necessarily see camera as a long-term place for me. I definitely mm -hmm. feel like I thrive more in story development and figuring out like the best way to tell a story. Um, and honestly, one of the reasons why I wanted to get more involved with the camera department um, is so that when I do get to that point in my life where I am directing all the time, hopefully that, you know, that's the goal. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, the goal for that. So, um, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. Um, um, it was, uh, oh, yes. So basically the ultimate goal of me um, being on the camera department was so that I would be able to better communicate with the camera department as a director because I think that really special things can happen when you as the director and your director of photography are just meshing and on the same level and you're able to be like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joshua, do you, I mean, do you think, she, she mentioned something. Do, what do you yeah. think, you, and you also mentioned this on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, do you, what, you said a lot of people want to get into filmmaking and become directors. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested to hear what you you have to say about this, Natalie, as well. But what do you think? I mean, what you describe what you your thoughts on directing again a little bit? Okay. Before I say anything, I'm going to generally just say this. When I said this, I wasn't thinking of one specific person. Yeah, yeah. So it's it can it's be generalized. Yeah, it's different per person. I'm not saying that you're like this or or not, but. What I was saying is a lot of filmmakers, especially when I went to school, the first thing they would say to cop out was like, I want to be a director. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. Most of them aren't the, like the director has to lead everybody. Most of them don't have the leadership ability yeah. to be a good, good director. Yeah. I mean, it's fine to be like just a camera person or like a grip or a sound person it's fine to have these very crucial jobs yeah. that are if without them a film can't be made yeah so they're just as important as the director but everybody kind of just says i want to be a director because that's what they hear and that's what they want they just say that yeah. as well a i mean it's, it's it's the job that people it, know most about next and, to the actors yeah and it's technically kind of the most important part yeah. so in some fashion yeah in some fashion. <laughs> honestly so, with indie films i mean you know this it's everyone's important um i'm curious to hear what what's the what's the interest in you to be a director you know yeah. what i mean and what are some of the skills that you've learned that import that directing 
in order to be a director, you have to know how to do. And like, like what, what are your thoughts on being a good director? You know, coming, I, I'm not sure if you had this, and I'll ask you this in a second about the backstory of how you got interested in filmmaking. But I'm interested to know, did you start wanting to be a director or did you find yourself in wanting to be, you know? I think I started off wanting to be one, but I wanted to be one because I wanted to write scripts. And as a script writer, I, f- I feel protective <laughs> over what I write. And I was like, I just want to, I just want to do it all. Um, yeah. Which is kind of the, you know, arrogant, not too much out of film school mindset. Um, <laughs> if I'm just being honest. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of truth in that um, a lot of people just kind of blindly go in wanting to be directors. Like, I know people um, that I went to school with who um, either just graduated or haven't graduated yet who started off, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to be directors maybe because they didn't know what they wanted to do exactly and they were just like, ah, oh, director, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, But now, like, some of them are, like, they want to be producers, which is great because we don't have enough producers. (laughs) For real. For real. And a lot of people are confused about what a producer does, you know. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, We have a video on the channel called The Difference Between a Director and a Producer, and people are curious. It's our most viewed video on this channel. Um, People are looking that up specifically. And so uh, what do you think... um, in your own experience, what do you think are some of the, the skills a specifically a director needs to have, you know? The director needs to have the vision and they <laughs> have to have, you know, the leadership ability and the storytelling ability, you know, cause like I think of, you know, if we're gonna do like director versus producer, like the director is the idealistic visionary let's go to the sky with this thing and then the producer is more realistic like hey we don't have money to do that (laughs) come down a little bit (laughs) yeah so um so yeah i think you know you i think director and i think vision yeah with yeah a a rainbow and some shooting stars yeah (laughs) or something like that Oh, I, I hear you. Yes, the, I think the, the director has to definitely have the vision because the, the film is ultimately the vision of how the director sees the story, you know. Um, and if you happen to write the story, then it it's becomes your baby, like you said. Like, you're, it's really hard to hand that over. So writers are unique people in being able to just give their script to people, and directors are often... I mean, would you... I mean, maybe more times than not, they get people get upset at them because they didn't direct it in a way that someone else's vision, mm-hmm. but mm. it's supposed to be their vision. It's what they're hired to do, you know? I I want to give my two cents with this um, writer thing because it's interesting that you say you are always nervous to give your story to someone else, and John Mark is that same way, Yeah, especially with even Dying the Leaves. He was so nervous to say, do, do with it what you want. He was nervous to watch the film. Yeah, because he didn't... His his mind he has he created this story and it he's had to play it out in his mind in a certain way and are you going to do that justice are you going to 
which I know with some yeah. aspects I didn't. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, we didn't have the money, but but not yeah. even just the money. It's just like I I saw the scene a completely different way, and when I you you try to communicate as much as you can and be like, hey, is this really important that you you have it this way, or can I take some freedom and 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 create it in the way that I see and sometimes they're cool with it sometimes they're not sometimes they don't realize they're not until you're done (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah that's that's kind of i mean i didn't really we didn't have any arguments or anything but john mark definitely experienced that a little bit with dying of the leaves um i'm interested to know what was the beginning of you natalie learning that you were into video production or filmmaking or whatever got you into that initially you know what i mean um And if you have a, it's a, if it's a story, go ahead and tell it. I'm curious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, it, it is a story, but it's not a very exciting story. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like, I was one of those kids who would, like, play with my dad's camcorder and stuff and do really stupid stuff with it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I was just like, yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> it wasn't really until high school and I had to make practical decisions for myself because I always grew up wanting to write novels. Okay. Um, and so there were like, um, there were a few different novels, novels, <laughs> let's be realistic, that I tried, attempted to write throughout childhood and, you know, each maybe like span of three years, it was something different. So like in middle school, I dedicated myself to this one novel and then in high school I dedicated myself to this other one and you know none of them ever went anywhere yeah um and you know I was young and inexperienced and I was an idealistic dreamer which are you know all good things but um it just kind of came to a point I think my sophomore year where I was like I want to go to college for something but I don't like it would be stupid to go to college to get a creative writing degree because what can you actually do with that (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, and so one day it just kind of hit me I was like I could write a movie Mm -hmm. and you know movies bring in audiences arguably more audiences than books so this is a very practical decision for me yeah and if I go to school to learn how to you know make a film or something nobody's telling me I can't write novels too (laughs) Yeah. Um, at yeah, this point, sure. I've pretty much dropped the whole novel thing because I feel like even just my writing style as I was young, and of course, like, who has good writing when they're young? But, you know, let's be realistic. But, you know, the imagination was there, and I always had more of a visual writing style anyway. So still figuring out to make the transition from manuscript to screenplay was difficult but i feel like in terms of things that i was actually describing it didn't really change that much other than the fact that you don't you know don't put in quotation marks except in certain situations or you know but you you don't have to worry about extra sensory details like oh what is this person smelling what is this person tasting (laughs) which gets really, really mundane when you're writing a novel, in my opinion, whereas you can just focus on what people see and hear, which is honestly what I think is more interesting anyway. So, um, yeah. so when I, I was a senior, I think, in high school, I like 
squeezed my way into our school's like um like news team so that was like the first time i ever touched a professional camera which was kind of cool but <laughs> what camera was it do you remember oh goodness it was this clunky looking sony <laughs> i not quite an fs7 was yeah. it below beneath an fs7 but i don't remember exactly what it was <laughs> yeah was it like digital like dv tape or like it was digital like, okay. digital yeah um Okay, so so you went to you got on the news at you, you said your high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you decide in high school? Or did you decide before that when you were like, "Hey, I I think maybe filmmaking is a better better option than novel writing." Um, was it at that point that you decided I'm going to go to film school? I'm going to get into this. Yeah, I think I decided um, my. Gosh, I think I like officially decided probably junior or senior year. Um, and I started making like little strange sketches on my phone and my iPad <laughs> because <laughs> my resources were limited. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were more or less, like they were kind of like YouTube style, me trying to be a funny dork than anything of cinematic excellence. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it was, it's just kind of interesting how the interest kind of grew over time, though. Um, uh, a lot of people, especially that in my circle now, don't really know that I went to Bible college and tried to get, I tried to get like a Bible degree and a um, cinema degree at the same time. And I think it was a good call for the first couple years of school, but um, overall, like as time went on and I started, I think my love and desire to grow as a filmmaker, um, as that just deepened and grew inside me, I don't, I started to realize that maybe I wasn't in the best place mm -hmm. for that. Um, and so I decided to move to Nashville and go to film school here full time so yeah I mean I was pretty I was pretty excited when I heard you were going to Nashville in order to get a better education for filmmaking um if you were just going to Nashville because you were done with CIU and didn't have a plan I'd be like dang it what's she doing but <laughs> um but no I when I heard you were going because you were getting more serious and you didn't think CIU necessarily had the best system set up for you I was like that's a good call and I'm proud of her so oh, um I w I wanted to ask what if if you if someone was to come up to you and is possibly interested in filmmaking how what would you say to them? Like, how, how would you even be able to distinguish if that person is a good fit for this kind of work? You know, I mean, you have a good amount of experience, especially in Nashville and stuff. So what, what do you think you would say to someone like that? Yeah, I think, I think at first I would say that's awesome. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, because I love talking to people about it. Um, but I think I think it's important not to shy away from the fact that it is a ton of work mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to put in the hours 
in order to even see something reminiscent of what you originally imagined come to life. Um, you have to be a team player. Um, you know, if you if you like to ride solo, I don't really know if <laughs> this is the right career path for you because you're going to have to work with people a lot. You're going to have to work with people that maybe you don't always mesh with and people that, you know, will see things differently than you and who will irritate you at times. Um, but you have to know how to keep the peace and, um, you know, just remember that you're all here with a common goal to create something awesome, yeah. so. <laughs> You've helped us on a couple of projects, um, and we would right now consider ourselves like independent filmmakers. What do you think, to for independent filmmakers out there, what do you think they should do to get started or just even, not because you kind of just said that, but just for independent filmmakers, to help them out or do you have any ideas on just like maybe what they need yeah what they need yeah like what what would you say is a that a filmmaker an indie filmmaker needs or what what does the industry need right now from your per, per, uh, opinion you know okay i could take this a couple different directions so we'll see <laughs> where it lands um if we're going to take it from a literal perspective um, actually, well, I'll start with this, like one of the most recurring pieces of advice that I have gotten from um, other more noteworthy independent filmmakers in the area is to just go out and shoot something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, if you don't have a, you know, you don't have to have a, a Sony FS7 or an Alexa Mini to go out and shoot something, you can just take mm -hmm. your phone because phone cameras are pretty dang good nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I use them as my third camera when I'm shooting yeah. a wedding, you know? Like, just go out and do something with your phone. Find, you know, just go out, like, try to get some shots of something cool. Um, if I'm gonna, you, I'm doing freaking director hands right now, and I don't mean <laughs> to. <laughs> um, but yeah, just go out, find something interesting. Try to find a new angle on something. You know, the, um, Another thing that I'm just regurgitating things that people have told me because they're just so insightful and I really try to take these things to heart. So I hope that, mm -hmm. you know, I can just pass on this wisdom that somebody else has already given to me. Um, you know, the same, every, you could argue that every story that has ever been, every story has already been told, but mm -hmm. you just have to figure out how to put your own spin on it. You have to figure out how to put your own style onto it interject your voice into it and then you've got something new what you you know you can be like oh, i want to wait until i come up with something original well i don't know that there's anything original left to be honest <laughs> um you know we've been telling stories since the beginning of time everything is based off of something that has already been done but what makes it them so interesting is how we put our voices into it and how we share our own stories and again just finding that little thing that wasn't there before and putting it in and suddenly the whole thing has changed and it's a totally new concept and it's awesome yeah yeah so would you say that would you say that what the film the indie filmmaking world needs is 
that person's perspective? Is that person's ideas? Yes, you need your perspective and your ideas. Um, yeah, when you said that, I was thinking when someone tries to come up with something fresh and new and something no one's thought of before you get things like Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. <laughs> um, yeah, which is kind of, a, it's that you're right. We're running out of ideas, but we just need a fresh perspective. That's, that's really cool. Um, I was interested in thinking back to... I'm sure it would take a while for you to talk about all the things you've done since we last worked together. Um, but I, I am interested to think of or to ask you what might be what might be the most influential project you've worked on? Oh, that's a good question. Because I have, I mean, besides what I've seen you post on social media, I have no idea what you, like what productions you've been working on unless you've made it readily known about where to find those. Man, okay, I think I'm going to talk about one of my student films, at least first. Okay. Um, It's a little film called Playtime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's on YouTube. Go check it out, please. It's, It's fun. And, um... I based the film off of a game that my brother and I played when we were children. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's about these three spies and they're going to face their arch enemy. It's just a fun little short film that I made for my first directing class. And it was the first thing that I both wrote and directed. And at the same time, it was also my first time directing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think going into the whole process, It was just kind of like, I think I was a little worried that I was going to be in over my head, you know, oh, what if this is something that I've thought that I wanted to do and then it turns out I suck at it, (laughs) you know, like there's always that, that fear of, um, which at the beginning you do, you always suck at it. (laughs) Yes. Like, obviously this film is not perfect, but, um, even just showing it to people and getting feedback from my professor, I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe I can do this. And even just biting, you know, and I had to do it for a class. So obviously I was under like timeline constraints and anything, but um, if you just say to yourself, I'm going to do this. And you know, again, even though I had to do it for a class, I guess I could have just not done it if I was, you know, that kind of person. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you're walked through the process, you know, you write your script, you break down your script, which is more of a producer thing, um, but we, uh, it was just the basic directing class, so we didn't get assigned a producer or anything. So we did the breakdowns and things ourselves, you know, we storyboarded difficult scenes, um, you know, just, uh, we made shot lists for our directors of photography, which is usually something that you collaborate on. But again, because it's like a class, you know, you learn every every aspect yourself so that if you had to do it yourself, you could, instead of just being fully reliant on other people, which is good to rely on other people, but also it's good to know what they're doing so that if you have to, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think just going through it all, and once it was edited and there was a nice little bow put on it, 
And I even reached out to one of my friends in the music department. And so the whole thing is like all original score and everything. So I tried to go all out so that I could be fully exposed. And once I was fully exposed, I was like, okay, I can totally do this again. And so I think just the initial, just bite the bullet and do it and go through the process and learn everything and you're gonna screw up. And, but you know, learn from when you screw up and then it's gonna be, it's gonna turn out to be, it's gonna turn out to be a video that you wrote and you directed and you put all of this work into and you did it. Now go do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big thing with filmmaking. I, that's, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, you're never gonna be good at it until you've had quite a few years of just doing it constantly. Yeah. Um, even even the things that you think would be easy, like lighting, like I can't even figure out lighting still. Mm. I mean, I know I know quite a bit about lighting, but when it comes to creative lighting, there's so much stuff out there. There's so always much. stuff to be learned. It's not a well-formatted just process. You go down and figure it out. Everything's different. I mean, everything is changing. Technology's changing. And so you're just never going to be good at it unless you just go through it. And so those tend to be, even though they might be some of our lowest quality work, they tend to be the things we learn the most from. Absolutely. Um, any final questions, Joshua, before we wrap this podcast up? No, I think we kind of covered some of the basic stuff. I mean, we could have talked about projects that we've yeah. worked on a little bit more, but... I think we'll probably have you on again, if you're cool yeah. with that, Natalie. Oh, yeah, that would um, be great. <laughs> uh but in the meantime, yep. we'll finish off this podcast. Thank you so much, Natalie, for joining us. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. No problem. Um, thank you for listening to the audience. We hope that you found this enjoyable. We hope you found this interesting. Um, if you're into filmmaking, leave it in the comments. Let us know. Ask us a question. We'll try to answer it as best we can. Or we'll just like, I don't know, send a screenshot to Natalie and have her answer it. Um, Mm -hmm. anyways thank you for watching uh if you yeah. don't know we have all of these audio podcasts on spotify not just youtube yeah. um and if you're listening on spotify go over to youtube and subscribe but follow us on spotify and youtube and uh we also have a midnight special audio only long form friday night on friday night called the midnight special um, each week so we come out with three podcasts a week we really appreciate you listening to this one and we hope that you'll join us in the future for more and uh, give us a like if you found this you found this podcast I don't know good information helpful or entertaining